What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the SaltCast. We've got Jordan Adams coming on today to talk through the topic of how to stay sane in this very abnormal time. Let's go ahead and get started. Welcome, everybody, to week two of the SaltCast. This week, we have Jordan Adams hopping on. Jordan, how are we doing today, man? Doing great, man. Drake, that's a fancy setup, man. Look at your mic. Thank you. I know. You're so official. I'm very excited about my at-home studio that we got going on. So as I was prepping for this conversation, you know, I was thinking people who know me know that I, I love myself a good piping hot cup of cough, and... As I was thinking about it, I'm pretty sure, Jordan, you had a pretty significant influence in my love for coffee. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, in high school, I loved my Starbucks white mocha as much as the next guy. But I'm pretty sure I took a deep dive that freshman year. Because those of you who don't know, Jordan and I go way back to my freshman year at Iowa State. And there's one story that I remember very clearly of us wanting to have a Christmas movie night where you wanted eggnog latte. So you asked me to go to the dining center (laughs) Well, we were at the dining center and to fill up my to-go water bottle, which was just massive, with espresso. And so I walk up to the dining center. I'm like, hey, can you fill this thing? And the dude looked at me with just the biggest eyes, so confused. But dude, we had our eggnog lattes. He said uh, yes, though. I know. He filled it up. He's just like, how many shots? I was like, I don't know, all of them. And... (laughs) We had plenty, plenty of lattes, but that is what kicked off, I think, my love for coffee. Based off of our mutual love for coffee, I figured your questions, to get to know you a little bit more, had to be centered around coffee. So, of course. let's talk coffee. Jordan, um, people, people might think that you're a coffee snob, you know? Uh, what, what would your defense what would your thoughts be to that statement well if by coffee snob people mean that i like to enjoy my life and want others to enjoy their life then yeah i'm a coffee snob i guess here okay here's my thing here here's my thing i just want people to make coffee right so yes there there is not different there's different ways to brew coffee but there's not different ways to make coffee there's just a right way and a wrong way and I just want like like nobody sees someone cooking and watches them like burn everything that they're making and is like, oh yeah, that's just your way of cooking. No, you you cooked it wrong. Like don't yeah. burn it. And so I just want people to make coffee properly. And look, if it's I, I'm an Aldi coffee drinker because I'm cheap. I don't want to buy wow. fancy coffee. So it can be crappy coffee. Just just do it right and then you're fine. So if that makes me a coffee snob, I'm a coffee snob. Yeah, no, I get that. Because I, I get similar you know, claims coming my way. And the only thing that gets me is when you can see through the coffee, Yeah, like it looks like, so my mom, you know, if you're listening, uh, when she <laughs> makes her coffee, it looks like she had like half of that pot filled and then filled the rest up with water to rinse it out. And it's just like, I can see through that, mom. That's not coffee. Yeah, like, is it is it like a trying to save money thing? Mm. Like you're trying to use less ground because at what cost, you know, like <laughs> stuff is just worth doing right. 
when you can do yeah. it right. And coffee's not that expensive. So just, yeah, just put the right amount of grounds in and let's call it a day, you know? So true. And that, I mean, this might be part of your answer for the next question, but the next question we have is what is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to coffee? Yeah. I mean, you nailed it. That's it. It's like okay. the, the, the people that are, man, I I'm realizing the coffee snobbery coming out of me, but it's fine. <laughs> We're rolling with it. I'm fired up. Um, the people that are just the like, ah, oh, you know, throw some in, it'll be fine. It's like, no, what are you doing? like, do you like again with the food analogy, man? Like, mm-hmm. when you cook bacon, are you just like, let's just throw some butter and salt on this bacon because adding more salt is a good plan? No, like, and if somebody called you out on that, that's just being a normal human being. So a loving friend, one would say, yeah, a yeah. loving friend trying to help you enjoy life. Now, with all of your experience with coffee. What would you say is your most memorable cup of coffee you've ever had? Yeah, so this this one is a little bit less about the coffee and about what happened with the coffee, but definitely memorable. So I was in Nashville, and I was trying to remember the name of this spot. So you've got like Barista Parlor is the good spot in Nashville, mm-hmm. but there's some other good coffee shop in Nashville. I forget where it is, but we were there drinking coffee. I uh, I go to the bathroom. I, uh, I go number one. So I pee. You might think that's like, you know, not relevant information, but it's important. So, you know, what's about to happen is entirely my fault. Of course. So I, uh, I flush and the guy before me had apparently clogged this thing up and the water. So I flush and the water is slowly rising. And I realized that I should have addressed this problem at this point, but in kind of a panic move, I just went, ah, it's going to be fine. And just left and <laughs> shut the door. So then just, <laughs> So just me and I are, are sitting there drinking our coffee and I look over at the bathroom and there's literally water starting to run oh, out no. underneath the door. And so the employees like see it and like three employees like run into the bathroom oh, and water is running out and they literally shut down the coffee shop. Like no. they literally they came up to us and, and we're like, yeah, so the bathroom's flooding and we've got to shut it down. Do you want me to pour you a to-go cup? And I was like, yeah, I'll take my to-go cup on the left. I never told them I couldn't, I couldn't own it. I'm not, I'm not proud of the decisions that I made. Wow. No, I understand But it, why. it wasn't entirely my fault. It was only partially my fault. But yeah, that was a pretty memorable cup of coffee. Yeah, I would say. Holy cow. One last question for you. This one should be pretty simple. For people who might you know, travel to the cities when that can happen again, or people who are currently in the cities, what is your favorite all-around coffee shop? I okay, I love Dogwood in Midway specifically. The the oh. new one over by Spy House in Northeast is a little too not not a big fan of the aesthetic. It's, eh, mm. it's a little too for me. But Dogwood Midway was my like OG coffee shop in the Twin Cities. I think it was the first one I went to up here. Dogwood stuff is so good. So what about you? Well, I was actually going to say, if you said anything other than Dogwood, I'd probably say you got the wrong answer. But Dogwood is not actually sponsoring this podcast, though, right? This no, is just free maybe publicity. someday. So Dogwood, if you're listening, we would, yeah, yeah, we would love that. So speaking of coffee, it, it really is a perfect transition into our yep. topic for today. You know, so you, your title that you thought of was How to Stay Sane, which coffee has to be involved in that to some capacity. Yes. We've been at home quarantine for a couple weeks now with the new stay-at-home order we've probably gone through most of our at-home activities uh caught up on a lot of shows flying through sweatpants left and right 
And with it being like a shorter term thing, it seems more doable to, to kind of make it through this. But with it looking like more of a long term season that we're going through, uh, I think we do have to think through some changes that might need to happen. And so I loved your title of how to stay sane, because one, I think it puts light on the issue that's at hand. But why do you think that this is something that is worth us talking about? First off is just like, this is just a super unprecedented, like weird time that we've got to figure out new rhythms and make new new decisions for. So, I mean, even the fact that there's a deadly virus and the government and the CDC have to mandate that people stay away from each other is evidence that this is like social distancing is weird for us. It's, yeah. it's not um, a normal human instinct. We need social interaction so much to the point that people are still doing it, even when they know that it's unhealthy because hmm. we were made to have those relationships. And so when we don't have those relationships and even just normal stuff, like being able to, to go somewhere during the day, kind of change your environment, stuff like that, all that, stuff that's typically built into life is really beneficial for like mental health and being a sane human being. And so when that stuff gets taken away, all of a sudden we've got to figure out a new way to live, a new way to stay sane. And the bigger reason why I want to talk about this is because this is what I've been trying to figure out personally. So yeah. here's uh, here's Jordan's stages of responding to the coronavirus. Uh, stage one was Jordan denying that it's going to happen. Why I'm talking about myself in the third person right now, I don't know, but I'm going to stick with it, uh, is just full out denial, which was not a great phase, but it's just like, yeah, this is going to be fine. And uh, then that quickly went into Jordan getting really sad that everything's getting canceled and being mm -hmm. bummed out. Then there was this, this short period of time where it was Jordan embraces the moment. And uh, <laughs> like... You, you know, like there's this part of you that just wants to sit on a couch and watch Netflix and have nothing mm -hmm. to do. Oh, yeah. And and when you're busy, that always seems like an incredible option. And then you do it. And all of a sudden you realize that that's not actually a great way to live. It doesn't like, you know, satisfy your soul and make you feel like life's worth living. Uh, so Jordan embracing the moment was uh, short lived. Mm. Next phase was Jordan loses it, and I <laughs> just like I just started freaking out, man. Like I I couldn't figure out what to do with myself. I took deep dives on how to smoke meats. You guys have heard me talking about this because I I've gotten deep. I uh, uh, got into a deep dive on yard care and fertilizing strategies because apparently that's i just turned 30 apparently that's the stuff you start doing once you hit 30 and i got to that deep dive and i was just like this is not the person i want to become uh i just lost it it was like all right i've got to figure out how to do something productive with my life mm -hmm. so that's when i started going okay i need to figure out how to become like a healthy sane human being and so i need to develop like a strategy for that so yeah so this is largely me talking about what I've been trying to figure out in my own life. What would you say are practical tips that you could give some of these college students that, yeah, maybe they still are in denial. Maybe they haven't intentionally thought through some of the things that they want to change in this stage of life, but where they're at online classes at home with their family, what are some things that they can be thinking through? Yeah. I mean, 
one of the things that you said that I think is pretty important is even just realizing that like it or not, this is the phase in life that we're in right now. Um, and realizing that will change the way that we handle it. So I was thinking about this and it's like, okay, so imagine you go outside in the winter, your car is completely covered with snow and ice. Have you ever mm-hmm. done the thing where it's like, all right, I'm only driving a couple blocks, a mile, whatever. So you scrape out like a two inch by two inch square oh, yeah. on your windshield. And it's like, <laughs> eh, it's good enough. Right. And then you uh, get down the road a ways and you realize it's not good enough. And I've literally like driven in my car with my head sticking out the window to try and survive. Cause I can't see anything. <laughs> it's like, you think that it's good enough. And then you get down the road and you realize, Oh, that's actually like, I didn't prepare enough. And so, yeah, I think that's kind of the phase that a lot of us are in where mm. we're doing the equivalent of like only scraping the two by two inch, uh, thing in our windshield. And yeah. we're not, we're not like planning down the road for how to be thriving followers of Jesus in this moment. And so we're kind of, we wake up in the morning, we've maybe changed a couple things about our life. We're maybe doing something a little bit different in our disciplines of following Jesus. And we're just like, ah, that's good enough, but it actually isn't good enough. And so the result we're getting is we're getting down the road in our lives. We're getting further along in our day. We didn't spend time with Jesus in the morning, whatever. We didn't have a plan for our day. You get further along in the day and you're not a happy, joyful, thriving human being who's honoring Jesus. You're kind of tanking because you didn't actually put in the work to prepare for that moment. And so I think like a big part of the advice I want to talk through is just like have a plan, have Mm. a plan for your life and how you're going to live in this moment. So kind of one of the first things I was thinking of is just literally just schedule your days, like create Mm. schedule that will follow. So go to bed at a normal time. (laughs) So like before midnight guys, or if, if you're feeling crazy, maybe 11 or even 10 o'clock at night. So you can get up at a decent time in the morning and before you start your day, you can spend time with Jesus. Maybe you can get a workout in that type of thing. Like wake up in the morning at a decent time, take a shower, like put on pants, Yep. you know, like real pants. So you mentioned the sweatpants, like put on pants. that would be socially acceptable for someone outside of your family to see you in like, so that you're just in like some sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. And then have a place where you're working, have a time that you start work, start work at that time. And so like, for me, it's been helpful to schedule out, all right, these are my work hours. These are my rest hours. And I try to put a rest hour in, like I've tried to pay attention to what time during the day I get sick of my screens and I freak out and I try and put a rest hour in, in that section. So for Mm. me, it's usually like 12, one o'clock, whatever. I need a break. Yeah. What does that rest hour look like for you? Yeah. I usually it's just. I've got to get away from a screen. So the temptation is I want to watch like a quick show on Netflix. I want to watch a YouTube video or something like that. That's the worst possible thing to Mm, do in that moment. Totally. Uh, So I'm trying to be disciplined with that. And just usually it's go for a walk. That'd be another thing I would say for you guys is get outside. If it's raining, sleeting, snowing, whatever, just put on a coat, get outside. You've got to get in nature. You can't just stay like locked in your house all day. So go for long walks. I turned into a walker, which I kind of hate, but it's like what I need. Another thing I was thinking about is work hard, rest hard. So what I mean by that is I catch myself. I, I think if you don't have set 
work hours, what will end up happening is your work time will sort of bleed into your rest time and you'll end up not really doing either. So you'll be trying to work, but you'll be pseudo like watching a YouTube video or on social media at the same time. And because you're exhausted, right? So you won't be productive and you won't be resting. Do you want to go through maybe a little bit more of what rest hard means? Because I, I think a lot of our college students, you know, they are getting busy with online classes. They're adjusting to that. But what rest might look like in their day could be the TV shows, could be video games, could be just kind of sitting around. So what would be your encouragement to kind of help with that category? That's a good question. I mean, I think one of the the most important things that, that Drake actually shared with me that has been really good that would be the next thing that I think is related to what you just asked me, Drake, would be like figure out your information sort of diet. So it's it's actually the equivalent of like the food pyramid. You guys know what I'm talking about? Where like at the bottom is the food that you should eat the most of and at the top is like junk food that you should only have every once in a while. So I think, Drake, through your magic, you can actually get this on screen. Hopefully we'll see what happens. Uh, but the basic idea is at the bottom is the Bible, that that should be your primary source of information, content that's coming in. Next is church. And so even though we can't meet as a church, um, we're pumping out content, trying to get that to you guys. Uh, And so let that be like a steady part of your intake. The next is nature and beauty, which, okay, so that's why this rang a bell for me on the whole rest thing is rest by like encountering things that are beautiful or helpful that I'm learning Mm. from them. Right. So tiger King is neither of those things. (laughs) Like it is not beautiful and uh, it is, you are not learning anything from it or you're not learning anything that's helpful. So your temptation will be to escape and binge Mm, and obviously do that every once in a while, watch a movie, whatever, Mm -hmm. enjoy downtime. But your temptation will always be to escape and binge, but that's actually the last thing you need right now. You don't need more screen time. You don't need more kind of uh, like downtime. You need to engage your mind with something. For me, that's um, like, I'm trying to read books, like I'm reading fiction that I think is beautiful and interesting. Maybe that's not your thing or whatever, but maybe you watch a documentary, like a planet earth type thing. You see things that are beautiful that are kind of like engage your mind or interesting to you. Just get outside, go on walks, get in nature, right? Maybe you sit somewhere in nature and you just take time to think stuff like that. But then the top part of the triangle is internet and social media. And so one of the best ways for me to rest is to make sure that I'm again, not escaping. And so that's limiting screen time with things that aren't helpful or kind of our escapism to me in particular news stuff. Um, one of your temptations when you're not doing schoolwork will be, uh, to just flip through the news or flip through news on social media. That's that is just going to get depressing and overwhelming. And so limit your usage on that. Um, I'm talking like, I try to read the news only like every third day or something like that. Cause I just can't handle it more than that. And so set practical limits on your technology use. And that'll open up your time to get creative with how to spend that time well, maybe calling a friend, spending time with your family, whatever that looks like that's restful for you. 
the fourth one is have habits that help you consistently follow Jesus. All right. So for me, I, the important ones during this have been having daily and weekly habits. Um, so these can look a little bit different for you, but I think for daily, the best habits to think about is read your Bible and pray every day. And even if you're not feeling it, even if you don't want to just do it because it's worth it. And over time, as that becomes consistent, I think you'll learn to actually enjoy it more and get more out of it. Um, and then for weekly habits, uh, there's a few things you can do. Maybe it's have a intentional conversation with a friend and, and maybe talk about Jesus, talk about how they're doing. Uh, go for a drive, like Corona can't keep you out of your car. So, so go for a drive, like drive around and listen to worship music and just be the weirdo, like singing worship music in your car. Maybe it's shut off all of your screens for an entire day and I know that sounds crazy, but you'll survive. Trust me. And I think you'll actually love your life more. Shut off all your screens just to get some space in your head for prayer and to spend time with God. Who, who knows what the weekly is for you, but just have something that you intentionally plan out that you write down somewhere. It, I think it'd be even great to show it to a friend and have them keep you accountable. Um, but have a game plan for how you're going to follow Jesus and, and, and then follow it intentionally. And then even when you don't just master the restart, just start over, get back at it. It'll be worth it. Thank you, Jordan, for walking through those. I think those are going to be incredibly helpful for us to begin thinking about. And just to go back through what you talked about, first you said you need to schedule your day. So having some intentionality and mapping out what your days will look like to get outside, get away from the screens and get out to nature's beauty. Three, work hard, rest hard. So making sure that there's a division between the two so you can do both well. And then lastly, it was have habits to help you follow Jesus. And you broke that down into a daily as well as weekly rhythms that we can be thinking through to help us follow Jesus during this time. And all those are going to be helpful for us to think through as we are processing how do we stay sane in this very abnormal season that we're in. So Jordan, thank you for taking some time out of your day to share those things with us. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks for jumping into this week's episode of the SaltCast. If you want any more information on Salt Company in the Twin Cities, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at either Salt St. Paul or UMN Salt, and we'll give you more details there. As well as if you have any questions that you want us to talk through on the podcast, go ahead and send them there. Next week, we're going to be pulling on Drew Stevenson to talk through the complexity of what does it look like to be active in the way that we serve and care for others, as well as being wise and keeping up with social distancing. So be looking forward to that one. But otherwise, have a great week.